Hey there. Hello. Can you hear me? Yep, I can hear you now. Okay. Try- yeah, weird. I didn't see uh didn't see a notification pop up. Yeah, and I and I'm wondering if I did it like too fast or whatever because I forgot where I'm at in the dining room and it's hard to hear. But anyway, hi Eddie. Hey, hey, hey you can't hear the ceiling fan, can you? Because I'm not turn it on. Nope. I just want to make sure too we we don't move around too much because I don't want to be you know going in and out. But for our listening public, but anyway, all right. So, all right, we're starting over again. Okay, here we go. Welcome to a special co-ed edition of Birds of a Feather. Princess, very excited to bring on here a homie of mine that goes way back to only, well, just a year for me, but University of the Arts, where uh, we first met. And uh, since this is a co-ed edition, my buddy that's on the other line here is Eddie Barksdale, and he is someone appreciates my love of sports even if it wasn't like since the day I was born and he doesn't judge me as a female I appreciate that very much so I'd like to introduce to my podcast Eddie Barksdale say hi to the world Eddie hey everybody hey (laughs) all right so all right for this podcast I wanted a new angle because I needed kind of a male voice that was seeing the plight of the Eagles, the Sixers, and Phillies and Flyers, and who wouldn't laugh at me if I even know remotely what I was talking about, and uh, not judging my level or beginner level or nov- novice level, however you want to say it, of sports knowledge, and Eddie doesn't judge me, and I appreciate that, so thank you, Ed. You do fine. Don't worry about it. Thank you. Do this, because I know this has been a crazy schedule, and with the draft coming tomorrow, I figured we can just kind of just let the world know how we feel. I mean, recording podcast the day it's the only thing that won't talk back to you and you can kind of just put things out in the world even if it means thing to else laugh so with that said i started loving sports the more i heard my father tv while i would be upstairs watching sitcoms or whatever and i finally got bit once the Eagles made that glorious first run at the super bowl and i'm fucked before that, I sat through the sisters' run to the NBA Finals, where the respect for Allen Iverson grew as well as the world and made me want to watch him even more. And I think that when I did this podcast at first, it really was just an excuse to kind of vent about a particular Eagles game event or maybe that first year that Carson started and it was like a rookie season and we kind of didn't know where the fan base and where the regime was even going. And it was almost like a breath of fresh air to have some kind of young talent at the QB helm after 14 years of Andy Reid and and number five will always love you, Donna McCabe. And with this podcast, I always felt a need to pop off because it's just there, even if you listen to your opinion. It's just a way to get it out there because sometimes as a fan, calling sports radios isn't enough. <laughs> sometimes you're not going to look out and get on TV say i mean it doesn't happen to everybody besides sitting in a bar talking with your friends sometimes getting it out especially on this app is even better and even almost therapeutic for myself so saying all that about sports and why i love it and stuff as a female i i was a cheerleader you know i never played professional sports the only thing i even did remotely quote unquote professional was bowling league you know i bowled a lot left-handed so i always bowled really you know bowled a lot of hook in a way 
Um, but my highest game ever was a 224. So I was very proud of myself. Haven't been able to hit that since <laughs> recently. But now at this point in my life, I realized that not only being become band, but getting caught up in the hysteria that has become social media, it's the best it's almost the best adrenaline rush to know that there's other people out there who respect, and even if they don't respect your opinion, you can kind of sound off a lot through now with the platform of social media, such as such as this Anchor app and Spotify and Twitter. Twitter has become a cesspool, <laughs> but it's a fun cesspool. Don't take it seriously like anything else. But it's a way for fans to be heard. I think podcasts are starting to grow even more. I know that I was just telling Ed before we started the podcast that Jamel Hill, who used to work for ESPN, her and uh, Michael Smith used to about his and hers. And I thought, as much as I don't know why it took me this long, but as long as I've known Ed, I've mostly bonded on him, talk with him, as well as just going to school and whatever. For the brief time that I was there, it was also sports. And it was also the love of sports that kind of, I don't know, brought a lot of male friends around that it be like somebody who wasn't just saying stuff. I was actually meaning it. I actually watched every game. You know, I would stay up and watch the post stuff. You know, I would always be dragging the next day after a good Eagles, Phillies, whatever game. And um, just like tonight, doing this podcast tonight was really refreshing in the sense that I usually don't go to bed right away when I want to anyway. So when stuff is on my mind, I do this podcast. And so Feather was born a couple years ago. And selfish me used to always look at it as my own little thing. But then recently it kind of came across... The idea of kind of letting somebody else give me their perspective and not just hear me venting. So I put my boy Eddie on here. Now, Eddie, you, like I said, have always been me for whether or not my opinion was educated or not. But what drove you to kind of you're growing up or getting older? Did you play professional sports? And if you didn't, um, what in general made you love sports of all kinds or, or just maybe the ones that you do like? Yeah, so, I mean, it was, for me, it was, um, when I was really little, like, I mean, I'm probably about middle school, elementary, I played a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that was something I used to do with my dad. My dad would actually, um, actually take me out to practice a lot. So it was, uh, it was fun. Mm-hmm. You know, I remember, I remember my stepmother stealing hit from me one time for practicing. And I crushed the ball and she jumped up and caught. I don't know how she did that, but she did. <laughs> so that was like, <laughs> yeah, I've never seen her catch a ball like that in my life. She just kind of threw the glove up and she caught it. <laughs> oh, see. And I still remember that to this day. <laughs> wow. Wow. But, um, you know, we we used to uh, uh, go out and do this. And it was a, it was a league for, um, I was in the, I grew up in the Boy Scouts. I um, okay. Eagle Scout did all the stuff. And this mm-hmm. league was in the Boy Scouts. We played all around the city. So it was pretty competitive. So we, but that was like something, I, something to help me like with my bad bonding too. Yeah. Like my, but I didn't play anything in high school when I got older. But my love of sports like really started, kind of started there, and also watching, growing up on the Eagles with my with my grandfather and my dad. So it became, uh, you know, that was like our Sunday thing. Right. So what um? Even though what, it was out. Go ahead. Like what? What game? It was, it, what moment? What game do I remember the most? Yeah. I mean, I, my most probably memory is kind of a sad one though because I remember, I remember the Fog Bowl. <laughs> oh wow! <clears throat> yeah, 
I remember she I remember crying as a kid when Jerome Brown died. Oh yeah. And I did a documentary on him. (laughs) Yeah. Jesus. I mean that was it goes kind of far back to that. So Yeah. And that's and that's now I now that thank God they have thirty for thirty because you see these great and then also what's the one on NFL network? Um Oh football life. Yes. So I think it's either that one I think I saw that was about Jerome Brown or it was about Jerome Brown and like they kind of combined all the greats I think in one documentary but I was blown yeah. away because you know I same like you I listened to what my father would tell me but I never put words to a picture until I saw that and then I then Reggie White when they they showed Reggie White announcing um, that yeah. he found his friend died that night that was pretty yeah that, yeah kind of choked me up a little bit watching that so. yeah now we do this podcast obviously for opinions and stuff like that but as a fan would you say how would you kind of describe our crazy fan base like especially eagles fan base like do you feel <laughs> like kind of know-it-alls do we deserve the reputation we get or not um you know what i i, I agree with some of the things that we hear people say about the fans we're, we're passionate we're passionate fans you know and and to an extent yes very knowledgeable because we pay attention to the game you know and some of them are a little over the top sometimes but they do <laughs> care and they care yes. a lot <laughs> you know I, I just don't like the rap that we get they're talking about something that happened <laughs> before uh, a lot of us weren't even born at the time you know, yes, throwing batteries at Santa Claus, and yes, you know, I'm so tired of it. Yeah, and that whole story, you know, you, you know that the guy who was actually on the court, on the field at Santa Claus at Franklin Field, wasn't actually he was a fan dressed who was dressed as Santa Claus in the stands. And he they told him to come out. Okay, so he wasn't even he wasn't even put there by the team. It just kind of just happened that way. <laughs> Oh, so for that now he's like the infamous Eagle fan, but he's a, he wasn't even a fan. <laughs> yeah. He was just a dude wearing a see hot yeah. mess. Yeah, Always he, was he was in the stands, and they said, yeah. "Hey, you want to come down?" Like, yeah, so know. yeah, That's so we're fun. gonna have forever be that be that fan base, but yeah, you know. yeah. And see, again, it's one of those circumstances again that 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 just happened. Like we didn't we didn't put that out there because we're Eagles fans. That's just something that happened on in a random night or random event. And forever, yeah. we're going to be known as that. And here's to this day, and you know I always bring this up when we, when we get this label, this stupid narrative. But, you know, you got even the baseball world over in the Dodger Stadium, they got freaking gang members stabbing and oh, killing yeah. people during the game. So how are is Philadelphia fans that bad? You know what I mean? Compared to that. Yeah. And I, and, and I kind of remember... Um... Was Oakland Raiders uh, riding and burning city when uh, they lost that game? We didn't yeah. do that when we lost all those NFC Championship games. Or nope. when we lost Super Bowl. <laughs> Look, uh, and then to this day, even with the finally winning the Super Bowl, you know that whole narrative kind of came back again, where Philly burned down Philly. Uh, we Philly burned down that night. Uh, no, no <laughs> people were just running, pretty, running the street. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's still here. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm saying like it's a lot of ground to cover if we had that yeah. much power you know if anything I thought it was pretty tame I mean it, compared to what it could have been I mean I saw some people destroying some things on, on broad trying to when I was trying to get myself out of the neighborhood after the Vikings game I had to yeah. pretty much walk most of the distance of broad just to get close enough to get a free oh, yeah. cat oh, 
yeah. Remember, we were at the same place. We were at the party together. And it's, right, it's, right. It, and I walked home just fine. Nothing happened. <laughs> you probably couldn't feel anything, too, because we were all kind of tipsy. <laughs> yeah, but hey, I mean, and happy. So. <laughs> and happy, because, you know, as soon as yep. I just remember, because we had the two TVs going at the party we were at at Josh's party. And as soon as it happened, you you almost numb. But because of that delay, remember, it kind of ruined the moment because they were celebrating already on the porch and we hadn't officially seen the clock countdown so then yeah. i forget who it was yeah. that said like oh my god the eagles won and we're like what the hell we didn't even see it yeah yet. yeah i don't mean to call out very peter, but... yes i know yeah shout out to peter <laughs> when you peter's hear this brother. It wasn't... peter's brother was the one who did it wasn't i won't peter. say his name so. right right i know we can we are, we're gonna leave him we're gonna leave him sane but yes peter knows who we're yeah. talking about but yes, it was a very anticlimactic moment. But as soon as it happened, I mean, literally on count, I literally hear in my ear through the window, someone ran, all these people ran out. You go, what the man? And I was just like, oh my God. It yeah. literally took no time for everybody to hit the streets. But it was a great feeling. Oh, yeah. It was still me and Josh out there uh, throwing, uh, tossing beer and uh, tasty cakes to people, remember? <laughs> <laughs> I just remember people were spread like everywhere. Like we, even though we're all like checking our phones and stuff. Like I remember I had to sit for a while cause I still couldn't believe it. Like it was just, this really yeah. happened. You know, it's, yeah. it's still, it still kind of kills me. Like even watching the DVD sometimes when I feel like just watching the DVD, I still kind of go, that couldn't have happened. <laughs> it's yeah. been two years, but it couldn't have happened. I, like, I mean, what? That, that emotion was, it was, it was great. Uh, I just it, remember like, just having that, you know, it, it was it was bittersweet for me at the same time because I was just like, I want to, I wish I could call my dad. You know? Yeah, you know, I totally he, understand he, it, and that's he, why he wanted something he really wanted to see in his life, and he never did. You know? And see, and then my dad, on the flip side, I don't want to get all sappy because I don't want you to get emotional, but my dad moved to Florida after my parents' divorce, yeah. and he had his heart ripped out after that first Super Bowl so he was F.U. Eagles he was like I'm tired of watching and my dad went into total you know depression and so when he moved to Florida my dad is a creature of habit kind of like why I like Mike Missanelli because he's very much like where you are is the team that you represent so but my dad lives that everywhere like he'll wear Florida State not just because he's in Florida but because my sister is an uh, alumni but it makes sense for him to wear everything Florida. So now he's become a Jags and Buccaneers fan, even though he knows they suck. <laughs> but <laughs> he, ha- <laughs> he can't bring himself to wear any Eagles stuff. I mean, like, he'll just have the stuff he's always had, but he won't buy anything specifically for the Eagles. But uh, he just, it, he was pissed when it happened, but he was happy at the same time because he liked Foles. But he was pissed because it's like, God dang it. <laughs> it's like when I stop liking the team, y'all mother fathers want to win now. <laughs> like, you know, it was that whole bitter, like, I'm I'm happy, but I'm pissed. <laughs> but he always told me he didn't think that they were gonna win with McNabb. And he always in his opinion, he never thought McNabb had any heart. So I think that he felt justified when it became more about Wentz and then with Foles stepping in when he was injured. So I think the the irony of enjoying our first Super Bowl is still kind of like, damn, now we got to really get another one to one, mm-hmm. back up that one, and then yeah. two, 
we need Wentz to get it because Wentz should have gotten it the first time. Yeah. So as much as we love Foles, and I feel like that was just karma for Foles because I felt like he should have never left in the beginning, no matter how unspectacular the year after his good year went. Mm-hmm. I think that he was always the good, he was just always the good kid. And people didn't like the fact that he wasn't flashy. I figured he was just always doing what he was told and just trying to, you know, keep himself ahead of his head above water. And I yeah. felt like now that when he came back, and part of me didn't know that was going to happen, but part of me was like, there's a reason why Foles is coming back. But I didn't know what. And yeah. the fact that it ended up kind of almost going there again, just last season, I said, yeah. he's he can't do this two times in a row. This, this can't happen. And then when it didn't, I kind of felt like sad, but relieved. But then I felt bad because I kind of was like, we were right there. And yeah. Alshon never drops the ball. And then that moment came and it just said, you know what? <laughs> everybody was getting injured up until that moment you kind of almost felt like you can't go on like this like you're not gonna yeah. make the next round with less than the people that just fell and got it you know was hurt and everybody was yeah. going down it was like, so, it, was like it wasn't our year for, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it, it it was just a lot of roller coaster within two two year span and i just feel like for wentz's headspace i just want him to come back and not worry about getting hurt like i want him to come back like it's a clean slate. I'm starting mm-hmm. over like I'm a rookie and I'm going to take this thing to the end, you know? Yeah. And I want him just to be able to shut all the doubters and the, the people who jumped off the Wentz wagon and want to come back on, you can't. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> stay there. <laughs> Please stay, stay there. Right where you are. Right. So, all right. So let's just get to the bottom of this because this is probably the longest podcast I've ever had. But either way, I'm glad that you're doing this again with me. But... Okay, so now that the draft starts officially tomorrow, um, and all the times that I've ever, and I don't usually always watch, first of all, it's in Nashville, which kind of threw me off because I was like, Nashville? Um, You know what I mean? Like, considering our city pretty much rocked it two seasons ago, and I'm still proud of that moment, too. Because, yeah. Trying to live up to that, because you know Philly rocked it, and they didn't expect Philly to come off as beautiful as it did and they actually replayed it I think on NFL Network like a week ago and to this day even when I volunteered the one day that I did volunteer because then I had to do some stupid thing in a court and I couldn't volunteer back to back but it was hot I just remember it was hot that week but it was worth it because it was such a good showing for the city like it just almost made sense for them to come back the following year. And then the fact that they went to Dallas, it was just such a punk route. Like I was just like, yeah, okay. Cause you just can't give it to us for one more year. Just to admit that we tore it up. Like everybody was impressed even nationally. Yeah. How good Philly, yeah, was, you know? So it angers me because, you know, our city is great when it wants to be, but they, you know, as soon as you get a little shine, suddenly it's like, yeah, but it's Philadelphia. We can't, it's Philly, you know, it's not as glamorous as Dallas and, LA who don't even care about sports yeah. you know god forbid but here we go with the draft and there are prospects out there that they've thrown names 20,000 times and I personally don't give a damn about the quarterbacks um, as no. a, <laughs> this is not the year for a quarterback and I don't care what Donna about this past week we're not even going to go there because it was just a whole stupid blow up that every time he speaks lately I just want to pray for him because I'm like you are stupid but anyway um I just feel like this year for Eagles, they just need to beef up their O-line if or, D, or D-line. Whatever comes first, they pick 25. But what 
the the big thing to me is that they really to, to me should either go for offensive in like a certain position because the issue was Wentz I think re-injured himself trying to overcompensate for the fact he still did not have good protection on his left because he never had the issue too much with Lane it's Jason Peters going in and out last year kind of pissed me off um, I know he's Hall of Famer, but I've always been annoyed by the fact he can never stay through a game. Now, I know he's coming back from injury, too, because there was like half the squad was injured last year, yeah. um, two seasons ago. But I feel like with him, they brought him back for the same reason that they're kind of vacillating on Darren Sproles coming back because of sentiment. But let's be real. We need Carson's blindside protected from now on. Like, that's it. So if you had the first pick in the 25th, would you move up or would you go for a certain position? Well, it's, it's going to be, for me, it'll be based on um, what happens in the first, you know, in the first few picks, because you got to think of what your needs are. They're going to come off the board before you get there. Then right. if I get to my pick, if they get to their pick and the person they want, the first round's not there. Honestly, right. they could move down a little bit, get a couple picks out of it. But mm-hmm. I'm thinking, line, I, I, I would like to see a linebacker because we're thin in linebacker, very thin. Yeah, we need well, somebody that can come in and make an impact. You know. Well, what's his, once they uh, traded or let go of what's his name, my boy, uh, uh, and I like him too. Yes, Hicks. Once they let go of Hicks, who used to be our cowboy killer, uh-huh. and uh, yeah, well, he's a cardinal. Yeah, I feel like that's an important, but we know that as Eagles fans, you know that the Eagles seem to never really value linebackers for whatever reason. What do you think that's for? Why? I don't know. Well, it seems like, well, especially in the Andy days, I mean, it was a lot. Andy always went with the big guy. Like, oh, let's get the lineman in the first round. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and, uh, and that's, that's why they ended up with such a good offensive line over the years mm-hmm. because he did that. And I was like, okay, let's draft this guy. <laughs> let's do this. Right. But, you know, then they, they kind of steer away from, they steer away from, they, they kind of steered away from that glamour pick. Oh, let's pick a, let's pick a, it's, you know, it's rare if they go offense in the first round. Right. It's very okay. Rare. Right. You know. But and it's then, different. And, 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 it's different. It, yeah, it is. And this draft, I think that, honestly, I mean, yeah, I want to see a running back get picked, but I think they can get that in the second round. Okay. Um, I mean, it may not be a glamorous one. It may not be Josh Jacobs. Like, uh, right. I do like Josh Jacobs. Yeah, but, but you know, yeah. he's not going to be there by the time if they stay at twenty-five or lower. Yeah, he may go. He may go before we even get to our pick. Right, and that's but why I was debating. Yeah, now the kid Miles Sanders out of Penn State, you can probably get him in the second round. See, and he's apparently the one that's kind of being downplayed as opposed to Josh Jacobs. And I think they also like the fact that Josh Jacobs has an interesting story because there's always somebody who has a story that people kind of gravitate yeah. to. But I kind of like the yeah. idea of a Miles Sanders since we couldn't get Saquon from Penn State. Let's get our like <laughs> our small another version of a Penn State <laughs> running back. Yeah. I mean, hey, they produce good running backs and linebackers at Penn State. So. <laughs> yeah. And that's the thing. Like, but okay. So, I'm I'm personally am fine if they go running back f- for their first pick, but just like you just said, if they even move down so they can get better, that will be a first because normally what do we always used to do before? If we don't 
move up, we trade to Dallas or some other NFC East <laughs> person, we would trade away and we'd be like, yeah. why are we trading for the first pick, you know? Yeah. Driving everybody crazy. But what is the advantage you think this year of trade if we do move down? What is what is that basically saying? Like that there's what? Well, this I mean, if we're looking for defense, there's a lot of defensive guys. Okay. And, I mean, it's, it's, this is a defense-heavy draft, but you know, there's not that many linebackers, though. Good linebackers, though. Okay. I mean, there's three that I would love for them to get to go for to try and get. I mean, okay. Devin Bush is like high on my list. Okay. And he is, you know, a guy that came from Michigan. Okay. I mean, he's, he's he's a good linebacker. Oh, I mean, he's not as good as uh, Devin White. Mm-hmm. He's probably gonna go early. Who's gonna go? Who's gonna go way too early for us to even think about? Unless there's a good deal, we can trade up and get him. But he's gonna go in the top ten. We're not gonna bust into the top ten. Okay. Yeah, because I mean, looking at obviously the people who are ahead of us who have major needs. Major needs, yes. Major, (laughs) Major. like the Packers could use some people. Obviously, Um, Miami. Besides that spectacular, crazy game they had against the Patriots last season, nobody cared what Miami did. I yeah. forgot even who the hell the quarterback was for Miami because he's My, Miami already... should have two needs. Every position should be on. The <laughs> they should just load up. I think everybody should just move down for them and just be like, "Y'all need some." Oh. Remember, the Raiders you know? have three first round picks this year. Okay, and so. with them, they they didn't they fire their all their scouts. Like, are they going to have anybody to ever, to be checking their scouts? Who, who, they just fire who, who knows to test them. Who knows? Yeah, <laughs> who knows? What I mean, with uh, what's his name, Mike Mayock now is their GM, and uh, good old Chucky. Let's see what he does because yeah. once they flip over and become the Las Vegas Raiders, you better hope that mm-hmm. they look as shiny and composed as they should for you know switching all the way to las vegas man it's gonna be crazy seeing those uniforms and because you know that's gonna be a whole thing you know when they get new uniforms and when the whole thing gets glossed over so it's gonna be real cheesy and nfl-y it's gonna be weird it's gonna be weird it's gonna be weird it's no different from when you know back in the day when our fathers would know you know like when the houston oilers became indianapolis colts and yeah. When all those major name changes started, and it was like, wait, what? <laughs> like people still want to call. Like, what did the Mets used to be? Like they weren't always the Mets. There, it was Brooklyn Dodgers or something. I don't know. But that yeah. whole like when you change a whole uh, organization, whole entity, it does yeah. kind of. It's a weird. It's a weird adjustment for fans to it make. To be, it was a Baltimore Colts at one point. Baltimore Colts, yes, yes, Baltimore Colts. Yeah. Houston Oilers is what Houston Texans are, right? Yes, they moved on to that. See, this is why I have to say stuff and let you correct me. <laughs> if I don't know what I'm saying, I'm like, please stop me, Ed, before I crash. <laughs> nah. Um, but uh, the real interesting thing, too, about the draft is, do you want to see if the New York Giants get a quarterback? If <laughs> <laughs> they don't, just blow that franchise up, please. Because that's the biggest joke every year. Like, the Giants should be looking for a quarterback, and they were like, nah. We're good. <laughs> we got Eli. So if they don't, I, I think their alert management should perform uh, Sepiaki right in right in the parking lot of uh, <laughs> <laughs> of their stadium. God, I don't know what's going on with the Giants. Like I even feel bad for them because I'm secretly like, 
I feel like for New York, y'all should be really trying to be a little smarter. And it just seems like nobody knows what the hell they're doing. They're going to tank it again this year. Yeah, you can tell. And the sad thing is, you know what they're going to do? They're going to put so much knowledge on Saquon Barkley. Yep. Next year, again. And it's not, that's crazy. That's why running backs don't last so long anymore. Yeah, because he'll be working with them thighs, man. He'll be sitting there tiring himself out before he gets to his third season. Yeah. Like, I'm tired of running on these guys, and then I can't do I mean, anything. Luckily for them for now, he's a freak of nature. So. Yeah, he is. I mean, he he played the Eagles pretty bad in that one game. He jumped over them like he was Mario Brothers. Like, it was just whoop, yeah. whoop, whoop, whoop. It was crazy. But um, so, when they, so when's the next pick? It's 25, and then what? They go to the Eagles. Then, uh, 53. 53. Now, usually when it gets to that, um, you think that might be the linebacker, or do you think that'll be still? Uh, uh, if, they, if, if, if they got Devin Bush and not available, I think they can. There's a guy, uh, Mac Wilson, Alabama. Okay, say his name again. Crim- uh, Mac Wilson out of okay. Alabama. Alabama. Big linebacker. Okay. Talented, but he has he has some uh, he has some behavior issues though. Okay. That's the only that's the only thing from what I hear. Okay. But, um. I think he's uh, he's pretty talented. I mean, he's a crimson. I mean, they, Wait, is so, he I mean, is he the one that had the torn shoulder, right? Uh yeah, he did have injured shoulder. Yes, so, yes, yes. Yeah, I know there was one guy that just said that, that just happened. But, okay. but he's fine, he says. So yeah, yeah. I mean, he probably won't play obviously right away, but most of these kids won't. Um, yeah, unless they have a definite need. Um, and also too, I was thinking. See, my whole thing, I even tweeted it today. I said, I just want them to get like a big, beefy, thick neck dude from like Clemson or like <laughs> Edge Pat. Like, I want big dudes. Like, I feel like the one thing since like the days of Runyon and Trey Thomas, we have not had big thickums. Like, we haven't had dudes besides Fletch that are intimidating. You know yeah. what I mean? Well, there's a, so. there's a guy um, who. Um, of offensive linemen, they were who actually been pick, popping up in the mock draft a lot for the Eagles and uh, uh, Garrett uh, Garrett Bradbury. He's um he's offensive lineman at NC State. I heard that last name before. Yeah, yep. Yeah, and he's a big dude too. He's like what six three, two hundred something pounds. NC State. Okay. So I mean, and he fits he fits what the Eagles like to do. I mean, okay. He could compete for a guard probably, and they were saying he could possibly be. He played. He's played a little center too, so he can possibly. But Kelsey's not going to be here forever. Okay. So you do need yeah. to find a replacement. So. Yeah, <laughs> I feel like we almost guilted Kelsey into staying one more year because he's like, I'm physically shot, but I will do it. <laughs> he actually had a he had a good year last year. He looked good. Considering how much he injured himself so early, like you remember the first two games, he kept sitting out because he something with his groin. Like he kept I'm surprised he bounced back so fast. Though. Me too. And then went ahead and got his elbow broken, and still he was blocking like crazy when they played the Redskins that Monday night. Everybody knows yeah. that one play that he's now famous for because he actually moved up so fast that he was able to uh, to block what's his name? Um, yeah, the running back. Oh, yeah, he laid him out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Patrick, what's his name? Adrian Peterson. And yes. I just kept thinking to myself, I'm like, okay. And then and then to ma- imagine as good as they were playing that night and then to have <laughs> Peterson run through everybody that, like, coming after break and then run from end to end and get that touchdown. It was like, what the hell? <laughs> just yeah, but, but, yeah, but that was the only play they got. Only play. <laughs> yes, it was. But it, you know when we were all sitting there watching going, 
who the freak missed, missed that block? <laughs> yeah. Uh, you can tell they got mad after that. So oh, you know, because it was embarrassing. Because it was like straight yeah. up, like you literally lunched for one second. And he was like, and I'm gone. <laughs> Why you asking me about nothing. it? Nothing. gave him nothing after that, though. <laughs> yes. And then good old Sanchez had another butt issue with the ball. Oh, landed under it. Yeah, just being Mark Sanchez. That's just all. being Mark Sanchez, giving birth <laughs> to the pigskin. I swear, yep. <laughs> he just has a gift. Now, as far as um, wide receivers, I personally okay. So they're talking about today now that if the Eagles do settle on a wide receiver, which most likely could be likely, that Nelson Aguilar could be traded. Now, I don't even want to think about that because I personally think Nelly is a good reliable tool that they can use for like schemes if they use them right because obviously the whole thing with Golden messed his whole flow up even though I liked Golden they didn't use him right right, and it was a whole mess up as far as why they even threw him in there and I felt bad for him because now he's on the Giants and you know they're gonna have to see him twice a year so it's like it's one of those things that we 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 need Nelly but we have Deshaun back and you know they got rid of well Jordan Matthews. I think they did release him, and he he already got on another team. But I do feel like it's a need, but it's not a need. Do you know what I mean? If they get a wider, yeah, receiver. yeah. I think Jordan went to Forty ers I think. Okay, so yeah. so yeah, and um, one of these guys I'm seeing that that's listed on this ESPN, a DK DK Metcalf from Mississippi. Um, yeah, well, he's one of the top rated wide receivers. Okay, so he he's, he could he's going to go in the first round. Yeah, 433 40. Um 45 inch vertical, 40.5 inch vertical. So, yeah. Yeah, he's a big he's a big for somebody his size. He ran probably one of the fastest uh 40s in the in the draft this year. I mean in the in the combine this year. Yeah. So. And I know I know those things. I know sometimes and you know what I'm starting to learn too with the combine. I someone had said this randomly on the radio that sometimes you really can't get stuck on what they do in the combine either cuz sometimes they may have a bad combine, but then they may turn up, you know, in their regular yeah. season or their preseason. So right. I'm learning now too to not go by what everyone says in the combine because some of the, some of these cats didn't even get invited to the combine. Yeah. Um, you know, Corey Clement was undrafted, and look what he did. He showed up in the Super Bowl. Hey, you can you can find a gem in an undrafted spot. So exactly. So oh, and I see. I just stumbled upon a Florida State. Now, obviously, we have a lot of Florida State people that roll through the Eagles all about Florida State guys. Now, I'll make the exception with um, Jameis because <laughs> as much as me and my sister and my sister even, he was way after she graduated, but she's like, he's a knucklehead, but he has a lot of potential still, even if he would stop doing stupid stuff off the field. So yeah. with that being said, this guy is an edge. It says he's a junior, uh, measured 6'4", weight 249 4.5340. Burns can rush the passer and has very good takeoff. The three-year player also has the athletic ability to drop into space, though he needs to get stronger. That can happen. (laughs) But he's one on this guy's mock draft, so. Yeah, we got to be careful with these projects, though. Uh, Yeah. Uh, With Sydney. Poor Sydney. He hasn't been able to prove himself uh, yet. He was a guy, uh, defensive end. He was underweight and could never get in the game. Okay. I think the one they had last year? Uh, Two years ago. Yeah. Two years ago. Okay. Because I'm thinking about the guy they had. Well, I know one of them guys was from um, 
Detroit Lions because that's why what's his name brought him in um, Schwartz because he uh, he liked him but then they only really used him a couple times and he kept getting hurt so I'm with you with not bringing in guys with any kind of like risk but I think once they had that whole situation with Sydney, I don't think they're going to do that again although the guy that um, Montez Sweat that people are talking about he has a heart issue so mm-hmm. <laughs> part of me goes watch the Eagles get him <laughs> because <laughs> they blatantly said he has a heart issue and and if the Eagles got Sydney knowing he had a torn uh, ACL from, from the jump and then yeah. he still couldn't get his hamstrings you know in shape or conditioned or whatever it's almost like do you really want to judge by what he's done before in the combine or couldn't do or do yeah. you just give him a chance and then worse comes worse, you cut him, release him, or trade him? Now, Sydney, I figure, has what? This one last season to prove himself and then what? They're just maybe just put him back on practice squad or just cut him? Yeah, like they did. I mean, yeah. I, I think he's he's a product of, um, I think he was rushed back in last year when he shouldn't have been in. Yeah, that was obvious. That's why I felt bad for him at one point because I mean, like, that's not his fault. It was pathetic watching him chase, trying to chase his guys down. He's, you can tell he's hurt. That's why I say the Dallas game is such revenge this year, only because of how they punked us. Well, how we how the Eagles let yeah. them punk us, um, yeah. and Sydney got exposed bad <laughs> during oh, that yeah. game. It was really embarrassing. Um, but yeah, it, and the thing with the draft too that's really a, a little unnerving is just getting through that first round because you just want to see what falls to the Eagles because. I think the reason why they were even saying that it's not even really hyped as far as, you know, us fans, Eagles fans, because we kind of really are yeah. stacked with just, we just need a couple more pieces. Yeah. I mean, I, I, this, this is probably the le- the smallest our list of needs have been in years. Yeah. And which is good, which is probably why I'm not like probably going to watch every day or even care. I'm yeah. just more like, are they going to, I'm more like I told you, I just want some thick neck, beefy dudes in the defense or the O-line. Like, I just, need, I feel like they just need some help somewhere in the interior of both yeah. lines. You know, you, you got a lot of guys that are aging and then Fletch is getting older, even though he's not old, but he's getting older and he's going to need that help. Um, and he has to, Fletch got to get back into shape too because he kind of pulled an Embiid and gained some more weight after the yeah. season last year, even though he did everything that he always does and more on a bum yeah. foot. But, and I'm still kind of bitter about Michael Bennett being traded, but whatever. Because um, I thought that was a dumb move. But, you know, you, you do what you got to do to win. And I think that Fletch is always going to be, since he even got that huge contract, he's always going to be questioned um, oh, yeah. how, how long he can last. You know, because every time God knows people get money, suddenly everybody feels like they underperform. But I think Fletch yeah. has never been that person. No, yeah, because they, they, they immediately throw him under a microscope. Yeah. Okay. They make this. So what do you? What is? What's the return? Right. Uh, right. And it, and it's sometimes it's not warranted putting a bid, but they do anyway. <laughs> and the thing is with Fletch, he's always kind of been a consi- He's more of a worker as opposed to a talker. I don't think he's one of them yeah. guys that talks up, talks crap unless he can back it up. And yeah. I think the thing with Fletch though is too, he mentally knows where where he needs to be. I n- you never feel like you, you never feel like when you look at Fletch or watch him play that he doesn't know what the hell he's supposed to do. Like he's always, and I think he's been that way even since they got him, even when he was still young. I, I mean, yeah. a rookie, I think he always still knew what he was supposed to do. I mean, he works hard. 
he does work hard. Yes, he earned that. He earned the contract that he got, even though everybody thought, oh, well, then he didn't show up for OTAs. Well, it's voluntary and OTA yes. should be voluntary because if you if you spend all your off season not trying to at least stay in shape somewhat, um, that's your damn fault. <laughs> so yes, if, yes. You, if you come to training camp looking like a couch, uh, your coach is not <laughs> yes. going to be happy. You know what I mean? Yes. Like only Doug should be walking around gaining weight. Although, you know, Doug's walking around with a boot because he got his surgery on his foot. So hopefully he'll be okay. But um, yeah, and the main thing is just going to be all eyes on Carson anyway. Like at this point, yeah. I'm ex- I told you I'm excited to go to his charity uh, celebrity game at the end of next month. So that'll be yeah. my first time seeing him in a while. And then um, after that, like you said, it's going to be training camp again. So training camp is always going to be weird because, again, it's not in Lehigh anymore. And I think it's yeah. finally hitting people that, you know, those days of Lehigh are long gone. And it's a little bit more interactive. But I personally, you know, I'm still kind of bitter because when I used to work for the Eagles or the Lynx, should I say, um, I always wanted to go to the NovaCare practices because sometimes they would always do certain events for the staff. I never got to experience it, so I'm very much a bitter Betty. <laughs> but <laughs> but when I went to the little uh, cheerleading fitness night, that was my first time actually being in the bubble at, at NovaCare, and it was really exciting. So, yeah, so I still got pictures from that. And I feel like those are going to be probably my most precious memories since I haven't since I haven't worked at the link anymore. But the one thing I do love about being in the link, too, that I will miss is just being just being right in the heart of the action during a really important game. So when the Vikings game, Mm -hmm. the way that game went from zero to 60, um, zero to 100 real quick, that game, I don't even think. I don't think because I was selling raffle tickets for uh, ECF. I don't think I ever stopped selling that night. Like I felt like I was constantly pulling money out of my drawer. And it was the first time I felt like I needed a like I couldn't stand like my feet were killing me. And that mm-hmm. game just people just kept coming back. And sometimes the same people come back and buy more raffle tickets. I was like, what the freak? Like <laughs> you just were here like an hour ago. And, you know, that big old play, you know, the flea flicker just sent more people onto my booth. So I was sitting there going, well, God dang, you pay all this money for these tickets. I think you should go out there and watch the game. <laughs> I'll be spending your money on raffle tickets. But hey, I mean, you know, I hit my numbers real quick that night. But hey, did you say you had a record night that day? You still never told me about this. I think it was. And then the NFL, here's the thing. Okay. I need to let this go, but I'm, it's going to be a while. I'm healing. Um, that night we set such a record for the NFL, um, all the event staffs within the NFL, we outsold the Pittsburgh Steelers. And then for the whole season, we ended up breaking records. And so we were technically the number one event selling staff uh, team in the NFL. That's what we were told. Now, here's where I get pissed off because even though, um, what was his name? The VP there. Dennis, I'll think of his name later. But anyway, he used to always come over and, and commend us. And then two years ago when uh, Christine Laurie used to be originally a part of the, when it was just called uh, Eagles Youth Partnership, she used to come over every now and then and just give us a little speech and say how she appreciated what we did, whatever. And it just seemed like it got easier to sell raffle tickets as the season went on. But then obviously the way the 2017-18 year went, um, we were just... I mean, we would be up to like a hundred something thousand at halftime. And so sometimes 
yeah. And I remember one, the biggest, I could have sworn that I know one time we sold over 180,000, almost 200,000. And somebody was going home with half of that. Now, mm. I don't think that ticket was ever claimed. So the ticket ended up going back to charity. But whoever lost that ticket, because obviously somebody lost it, is probably yep. kicking themselves <laughs> to this day because that was I'm the sure. pot we had for one person to win. Well, at least it went to a good cause. Though. So, yeah, I mean, and now that's why they have the autism challenge now. That's the second year they've done this autism challenge. It starts in May. And that's why I did the Eagles Cheer thing event because that went towards the autism event. So autism was going to be kind of their branch off of originally what the Eagles Youth Partnership was, was to fund the bookmobile, the, uh, the iMobile, you know, for kids who are from lower class families who can't afford glasses. That helps that run. So it was great for that purpose, but... <laughs> As a seller, like sometimes it just, if it was a bad game, you had people who like almost want to make you the pariah because you're just part of Jeffrey Lurie's plan to take my money and destroy me. <laughs> and I just want to be like, it was a game. Like, calm down. <laughs> it's for charity. <laughs> oh, God. I mean, I remember one time, even when I was back working in the pro shop, and some dude was like spitting near us, like, because they were, because they had lost a game and they go past our booth and one guy actually was like spitting in our direction like we did something and <laughs> in my head I just want to be like this is the crap that they talk about you know in the national news Philly's fans are so classless blah 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 See, and, this, and this is why they cut beer off by the third quarter now <laughs> <laughs> and I wish they would cut it off sooner honestly I'm one of them people that thinks that they should cut it off just before the third quarter because I feel like that's what halftime is for for you to get your refill and then you're dry for the rest of the game because why would you need any extra encouragement at that point you've, you've probably been drinking since 8 a.m <laughs> what, right? what do you need to drink more for so yeah yeah and I think obviously the last thing I'm gonna mention is that the highlights too is seeing the drunk people um <laughs> every now and then you have a whole bunch of apex and security just run past your booth because they got to grab somebody who's swinging and fighting in the in the stands and then when you see the person come out without fail it's always somebody coming out and then like their girlfriend or somebody's behind them yelling at them like you and you just want to sit there and go if you know they can't handle it why do you bring them <laughs> if you know that they're that violent drunk of a person, they should not be at the game or you shouldn't be with them, you know? True. So, but you know, that's the, that's the love of football and the whole atmosphere. I mean, I've learned to appreciate tailgating too now because I've been to a couple and it's been fun, but I realize my age now, like I can't, <laughs> I can't down them like the kids anymore. Like I had a couple, you know, fireballs shot back and forth. But after that, I was like, "Ooh, no, no, no!" <laughs> yeah. You know, it's a certain burn in the chest that just shouldn't stay there that long. <laughs> you know, I couldn't drink enough water that day. I was just like, "God dang it! Do I have a hole in my chest? Like, what is going on?" <laughs> but and needless to say, like I said, this draft will be kind of like eventful, but not. But I'm with you. I do think that. If the Eagles do decide to move or do anything, like you said, I kind of hope that they decide to go um, more offensive. If they're going to do offenses, I say run, grab a running back. I'm, I'm down with Miles Sanders. If for some weird reason, I know it's not, they get Josh Jacobs. If not, definitely I'm with you with a Clemson dude or Alabama. Like, I want somebody south, like the southern schools. We need some thick Johns 
on our team because I feel like protection and I just kind of miss the days of seeing like you know run your prey who are absolutely hurt you know you want those guys to stare down into your soul and look like they're F you up with a look you know you want that dude you want somebody a little crazy um and then like I said it'll just be fun to it'll just be fun to see if they pander out because that's also the biggest thing when you have a draft is that are these best you know, because nine times out of ten, there's a lot of people you go oblivion. You know, I mean, <laughs> especially when it's quarterbacks, obviously, because now quarterbacks seem to just run down like you know what are going through your hand. I mean, there were so many no names now, or or that once were names that are like he knows right now. You know what I mean? Like, I know that RG three is what he's still a backup on the Ravens, right? Uh, so far, but you never know. That could change. Uh, yeah. Because, I mean, I still love Lamar. I still love Lamar. I think Lamar is going to have a good... I know yeah, Joe is. I liked him from the door. I, I I guess in my head, he's kind of like a little Vic Jr. I think that's why I like him. But I think he's yeah. also willing to be not just an athlete. Like, I think he knows now. Like, don't yeah. eat... Man. <laughs> like, just don't do that. Because that's what they want you to label you as. Show that you can be yeah. a pocket passer. Show you can be accurate. Show you can be like the whole thing. Because yeah, I mean, he's got to he's got to put the work in. You know, season. I think he does exactly. I think he will. I think he will. Yeah, he will. I I I I don't know. I had a feeling about him even from the draft last year because he was picked so la- he was picked so low. And I remember the interview that he had with Dion, and you could tell he was kind of annoyed that he was picked that long that low. But I think he's mm-hmm. gonna. I think he's going to find his rhythm, but it's just like you said, if he doesn't do the work, it'll show, but he's got a lot of, he got a lot of people ahead of him. He can look up and say, all right, I like Vic, but I'm not going to be totally like Vic Cam, but I don't want to be like Cam, you know, like I got to be like Lamar. So that's, what's exciting for the both people. Um, And then also this Josh Rosen kid, ain't nobody care about him right now. (laughs) I mean, looks Aaron Rodgers Jr. Personally, I think, but he's just not as good. Yeah, I mean, there's a big thing to oh, what's going to happen? Where's he going to go? Right, exactly. Because yeah, Cardinals I mean, are ready to let him go. <laughs> but the thing is, if somebody really wanted him, they would have made a play for him already. See, and that's I think that honest. don't you think that's partially too because of his attitude? I don't necessarily think that's about his his athleticism. I think his he talent. Has, his talent. I think it's more his attitude. Like I. I didn't get a good vibe from him from the draft last year. Like, I kind of thought he kind of was kind of an a-hole. And well, he, he kind of had that lackadaisical, oh, I don't really don't have to work for it. Yeah. Like, he's, like, entitled. And that's that's why I think he got exposed playing for the Cardinals when they moved him up. Because yeah. I think they knew they're like, all right, you better back up what you're saying. And he knew nothing. <laughs> he couldn't do nothing. So, well, and then. He's going to have a do, are we finally going to hear Sam Bradford retire? You think? Like, it's go- is it going to be the end? Oh. Really? <laughs> hey, maybe figure he can steal money from somebody else. <laughs> before he leaves. He's so. the biggest thief. I mean, somebody actually did the. Tele- He's accumulated for being on teams for like less than two seasons. Yeah, I mean, maybe figure. Oh, you know what? I can rob one more team before I leave. <laughs> leave. Yeah. Somebody will take mercy on me. Maybe I can go. Be, and then uh, you'll see his hit. You'll see his photo. We have a jersey and a ski yeah. mask on. You know, it just, it just, it's just not going to be right. I mean, it's, I mean, it's a knee. I it's he, Russell, he has I an mean, arthritic knee. 
Yeah. And Osweiler, I think, is trying to catch up with them. Yeah. Yeah. He, oh, another one. Another reason, too, why I'm mm-hmm. mad that Colin Kaepernick isn't in there. But I kind of understand oh, that's that why. Another, that's a whole nother. Whole nother. Yeah. We, 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 yeah. That's for an hour. Yeah, that's a, that's a whole separate topic we can do for another co-ed edition because this one has to wrap up. Obviously, this is the longest one ever happened. I'm glad because I feel like we'll make anybody who loves to discuss sports with their friends think about certain names because that's thing out there. Because I feel like even the names that I've seen and I've heard this week, I'm like, okay, some of these guys are talked about, but are they going to work out? Yeah. Always want to be shocked if the number one pick isn't what they think it's going to be but it obviously will be Kyler Murray because you know they keep talking about yeah. him I mean, but he, he, you'd be a fool to pass him up if you had the first pick if you needed a quarterback he's yeah got, he's got the talent I mean, he's a little undersized but a lot of quarterbacks so they can they can overcome that so. and see Baker Baker um, uh, what's his name <laughs> Baker Mayfield he obviously yeah. had proven that the height thing is not that big of an issue um, yeah because he's obviously and now he's got a crew like now the Browns will be the team to watch to see if they even have yeah. the chemistry because ODB is over there now and he's with his old high school buddy and yeah, yeah. so if they don't have chemistry there's something wrong <clears throat> at this point well if, if the Browns happen to like go far and actually make the playoffs they should send thank you cards to the city of- <laughs> <laughs> Lord I mean <sighs> It's going to be hard not to root for them, even if you're not a fan, because it's like, you know, Cleveland's obviously devoid of any real championship, if any. So it's like you want to just see somebody different get up in there. But yeah, at the same time, I think even just for Baker, because I didn't like him at first, I still kind of don't really care for him. But I think I was kind of looking for his underdog story because he was willing to work to get to a place where he was, you know, satisfied. And yeah. now he can really build on that. Yeah. Because who is that? Who's the big dude that's his, um, that's on defense, that's on that team? That guy that's huge chest, black guy. What's his name uh, again? You know what I'm talking about. Miles. Oh. Miles. Oh. Miles. Uh, it- <laughs> Miles. 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 No, it's Vonta is perfect. Sorry, I'm no. getting the names mixed up. I know. It's going to kill me because as soon as we sign off, I'm going to think about it and I'm going to text you. I'll be like, that's who it is! Um, yeah, but you know what I'm talking about. Like, yeah, his first name is Miles. and he is. It a, is definitely a, Miles. Yeah. yeah. Okay. It's so warm. The, guy, the guy's got a motor. I mean, he's insane. Like He's an offensive lineman. Yeah. Crazy. Right? Crazy, yeah. yep. Yeah, because he's always the one that everybody oh, was Miles, intimidated Miles, by. Miles, Miles, Miles Garrett. Miles, Miles Garrett. Garrett. There you go. There you go. Yeah. Just physically, ever seen him when he went to draft? I said that hat does. <laughs> yeah. He's fit. He's just a big guy, not uh, conditioned properly. Like he's gonna be like, like he would be like Tio, like very meticulous about how he keeps himself in shape and you know. But he's intimidated. The few times I've I've seen them show. Yeah, you don't want to get hit by that dude. You really don't. <laughs> no, nah, it's a bad day. You do. Um, and also watching out for Deshaun. Obviously, going to be coming up to probably uh, rebound from this thing because I think he has a lot of. Um, I think he has a lot of mental toughness. I just don't think the Texans are 
anywhere near anything deep. Got as far farther than I thought they would last season. Um, and they played those very hard. So, um, yeah. unless they get... Now, the rumor is... Well, it's not even a rumor per se, but there was a tweet that um, J.J. Watt... And so people... Hey, is he not staying? Is he thinking about going to another team? But I'm like, didn't they just give him money? So I don't know if that's really what it's for, you know? But it makes you wonder because Twitter, people put emotive everywhere and you just assume it means something that you don't know yet. So I don't know what that means as far as J.J. Watt's tenure. But um, if he wants to get a necessarily going to get it as a Texan. I mean, I, 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 he wants to come put some green on. He can come here. So. <laughs> I would love him to come here, honestly. I, I honestly think he has that kind of... I think he would fit actually pretty well in the Eagles. Oh, um, he's in love with him. I mean, he works hard. They would love him. He works hard. He's dedicated. And he's a good old Southern dude. That's why I say, if something happens, <laughs> if we got to send some people. Yeah, go ahead. See you later. I'll take yeah. J.J. Watt with that um but anyway so we're gonna wrap this up and like i said this has been a nice chat fest this is pretty much for all those listening if you if you're still there um (laughs) this is a microcosm of what birds of feather to me is about and it's about basically letting out your feelings emotions observations as we're doing tonight about things in sports and my next one i will come back and we will have another co-ed we'll probably switch it to the sixers depending on how far they go after they meet the Raptors this weekend. <laughs> yeah. Let us pray. Let us pray. <laughs> yes. So I think my next uh, solo podcast will be mostly just about the Sixers even getting to the second round again, and hopefully they can get over this hump. I will be truly amazed if they even win more than one, one or two games against the Raptors because Kawhi is dangerous with his no expression having self. <laughs> the, the, the Raptors are a deep team and that's hard. That's hard. It's very hard. He's 13 and 0 against us in general by his damn self. So they have yeah. great pitch and they have every, they have the pieces that I wish we had, you know, <laughs> but Right. Right. But never, yeah, the shooting you, specifically. <laughs> but you never know. You know, you never know. Playoff basketball well, is different. So We'll see. It is. And that, that we'll do another co ed basketball edition. And uh, then we'll be, and whoever's in the playoffs, we'll still maybe just decide to give our thoughts for a little bit. And, uh, but as we wrap this, I say thank you once again, Ed, for joining on my first co ed edition of Birds of a Feather. And hopefully, when we listen to this back, we won't go, what the hell? Let's do this again. <laughs> Thanks for having me. No problem. And uh, like I said, we'll definitely be collecting notes and stuff as the drafts go on and texting and whatever, because if something does develop that I sleep on it, you got to let sure me know. Other, uh, during the draft. Of course. <laughs> of course. Because you know what I'm going to want to, I'm going to want to ask you as soon as we get somebody, I'm going to be like, who's that? Was that the one you said? Wait, who? <laughs> so, I'm definitely going to be interested in the first round, but I don't know if I'm going to last through all the others, depending on whatever they do. Um, but yeah, so we'll see and we'll talk then. And once again, I say thank you. And I thank you to my listening audience and, uh, definitely check this out on anchor. As soon as it goes up, I usually tag all my links to my Twitter and my LinkedIn and, um, my Facebook. And, uh, once again, if you want to hear us another for another co-ed edition, it should be coming up in about, 
I'd say May, um, depending on playoffs and the NBA run. With with or without the Sixers, I think it would be fun to talk some b-ball next time. Okay, Ed? All right. All right. Thank you, sir. I'll talk to you soon. And thank you for joining, everybody. Take care. Thanks for listening.